0: The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate available on the next generation 2019 GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6 liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing go professional grade step up to gmc and current eligible gm owners get 20 percent below msrp on next generation 2019 gmc sierra double cab and sle crew cab models with a traditional tailgate we are professional grade gmc must be a current owner lessee of a 2005 model year or newer GM vehicle for at least three days prior to the new vehicle sale. Offer includes price reduction below MSRP and purchase allowance. Not available with special financing lease and some other offers. Take retail delivery by 93019. See participating dealer for details.
1: Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is gonna give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level, from on the PGA Tour with my guys, all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama, in the Dew Sweeper Dome, as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. So it's New Year's Eve, um, end of a decade, we got a new podcast coming out uh, tomorrow, and this is the intro for it. So it's uh, it's a cool one for me. It's uh, somebody that I've taught for ten years, spent ten years watching him grow from fourteen years old um, all the way to a PGA Tour star uh, rookie, uh, Robbie Shelton, who would uh, as he would tell you, I guess he's the longest tenured, continuous dew sweeper uh, or student of mine, and. Um, it's a cool thing. When I started teaching under my mentors, uh, Wayne Flint, Mark Wood, who you've heard on here and Hank Johnson, uh, started teaching. Cause obviously I love golf. Never thought I'd probably teach tour players. Uh, but I love teaching junior golf. And I still remember, um, the time when I got the call to, uh, uh, give a lesson to Robbie Shelton His I think his mom or his dad called. And anyways, we met over at a golf course, uh, the eastern shore of uh, outside of mobile rock creek uh remember my assistant at the time drew armacost and i were together and we taught for the day and then robbie i think was the last one of the day and he'd already had some national notoriety as a 14 year old he would beat uh, jordan spieth in the uh, u.s junior up in michigan and i remember seeing little bits of that i was up there with a the guy i taught bobby wyatt and uh who they became teammates at alabama and um Anyways, I just remember watching him and I remember seeing, sitting down and showing him, I guess for the first time him, what he looked like at impact. And I remember Drew and I looking at his irons while we were teaching him and he pulled the iron out of the wedge out and the impact was like a little dime. I mean, only spot, that it was like he hit it perfect every time. I remember thinking, wow, how good, how good Robbie was. And so um, it's been a cool journey. 10 years with one student, you know, he was the best in high school and in college It's sticking with whatever it is he was working on. Um, he's a grinder. He works his ass off. Uh, but it, but over 10 years, you watch a person go from 14 to 24, you see them grow in life and as a person. And it's been a honor and a pleasure to watch Robbie go from the quiet 14 year old all the way to what he is now as a rookie on the PGA tour. And, uh, and, As much as I love watching him hit golf balls and walking nine holes with him at a tour event, I've enjoyed the opportunity to continue to know him and and to spend time eating dinners with him and uh, teach him a little bit about rum or a little bit about red wine. I think you're going to enjoy this, and if there's one thing I would say or the one thing I'm most proud of is there's, you know, lots uh, lots of us get to teach tour players, and it's a challenge to teach somebody from junior golfer high school all the way to the pga tour and uh, if there's one thing i'm most proud of is it would be that uh, i didn't mess robbie shelton up i think robbie shelton would have got to the pga tour regardless of who had the good fortune and the opportunity to watch him and spend time with him but uh, there's also tons of people out there that get their hands on young folks and they make a bunch of changes and they they mess folks up and thankfully I had enough wise people around me and enough good sense to stay out of the way of Robbie Shelton for most out of his way for most of the past 10 years and maybe be a little bit of a rudder and a guide and help him develop his golf swing and his game and uh, it's going to be fun to continue to watch and continue to be part of and uh, I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy watching Robbie Shelton play golf and I have no doubt you'll enjoy this sit down with Robbie Shelton here on the Tour Coach. Sitting in here at the new crib on St. Simon's Island. We got Jackson Court with me. Say hi, Jackson.
2: Hello, everybody. What's
1: your last name? Court. Court, okay. Y'all are close. I'm just curious. <laughs> okay. And Robbie Shelton. Um, this is actually the second version of this week. Somebody forgot to hit record last night doing this. So uh, we're going to go ahead and do These it again. These are the secret tapes. These are the secret tapes. So I'm double recording. So obviously... You're the longest tenured do-sweeper. Started with you, 14 years old. We said,
2: "Yep, freshman year."
1: Um, watched you go through high school. Jackson later is going to post when this airs. You're going to post a video from YouTube of him in high school. Yep. Right. And um, just watch. Anyways, watched you grow up. Great player at Alabama. Freshman of the year. All that stuff, come out, you leave after your junior year, right? Yep. Right, after your junior year. June of 2016. June of 2016, and everybody says, hey, like, fast-track the tour. You played your exemptions, you got your exemptions, you did all that. You played You played fine. I mean, went to the—and then then took a year, went to Canada, mm-hmm. then went to the web, two years on the web— Last year on the web, I mean, you kicked ass. Mm-hmm. You won. We'll get into the sabbatical later, but let's talk a little bit about what was the difference, to like going from college to the to the web. It's now the Corn Ferry, or from college to can- Canada mm-hmm. to the web to the tour what's what have you learned each step of the way, and also talk about some of the people that you've played with or that you've met along the way that have helped you learn stuff and that you've learned stuff from
2: um, yeah, just coming out of college i mean it's been it's been a journey the whole way um, you know, everybody expects to come out and just go straight to the PGA tour but <clears throat> um, you know my path was a little different for sure um, you know I got four starts coming out of college and kind of hard to keep your card after four, with only four starts. So, uh, you know, I played decent, made a couple cuts, and um, didn't do anything special. And then I um, had to go to Q School on the web or Corn Ferry and, uh, you know, missed it at second stage. Made it through first, missed it at second, and, um, you know, didn't, you know, was kind of down after that. I, you know, I,
1: I knew for sure there were different ways to get there. So I remember um, when you texted me, for, this is going to be I was getting out of the shower. But -hmm. like I remember You were in Arizona Mm -hmm. And I remember But you were like I knew you were down One of the few times In the whole time I've taught you I knew you were down Yeah for sure But you were like But I But we texted And I was like You know you're gonna get there And But I could tell you had You were resolved To get there Yeah And I knew you were down but I also knew that wasn't going to determine you. You know, I mean, it was interesting. I remember that clear as could be that you...
2: Yeah. Did. I mean, I knew there were there were different ways to get to the tour, and um, my journey was going to be a little longer. Um, so I went up to the McKenzie tour and, you know, went up there and uh, played really well. Played... What did it teach you up there? Played nine events, and I think I had six top tens out of nine events. And, uh, you know, just taught me, you know, I just... I don't know just to beat people just uh you know same thing as college just to go out and beat people um that's what coach Ewa always told me too as well just you know just go carry your bag go beat people that's the key and um just beat people at every level um and that was you know once i beat people on the, P- the mckenzie tour um you know it took me to the McK- to the corn ferry and uh you know, same thing. Uh, I had conditional there, played well, not well enough to get my PJ Tour card, but um, didn't play bad though. Didn't play bad. No, I had conditional, so you know I kept my card, which was nice, and I was in a good spot. Um, and then once I got full status, it kind of calmed me down a little bit, and uh, I knew I could pick my schedule, and you know, just uh, stuck to my routine and stuck to my, you know, the things that I knew that I could do do well and ended up winning twice last year and you know it's been it's been awesome since
3: was there a difference between beating people in college and canadian and then canadian web and or corn fairy not really
2: i mean they were just learning it yeah just learning you know i won a few times in college but you gotta once you turn pro it's a different it's a little different um why is that you know just the, the depth of the fields are a little, little a lot deeper um, everybody's out there you know they got
1: and as you go up know, have like, like but I was shocked when you were in Canada I had never paid a ton of attention to be mm-hmm. fair yeah. but then so you're, in, you're on the McKenzie tour and I start looking through the list of names I'm like well hell I know 80% of these people yeah. like were I mean, great college players that I remember from, from you know from the people that I'd taught along the way you and Bobby different people and whatever, but like, I mean, that, shit, that, that tour was pretty deep.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially that year, there were a so lot. many great players, and, um, just to, you know, try to finish top ten on that tour was, was an accomplishment, and finished second, got me on the corner ferry, and, um, you know, it was just another step, it's just, you know, ever since college, it's just a process, it's just, you know, you gotta keep climbing the ladder, and. um I think once I've done that and proved to myself that I could do it, um, it finally got me to the PGA Tour and got me in a place where, you know, I know I can make it. Um, It was just a different journey for me and different, you know, coming straight out of college. It's just I wasn't able to skip those steps. I needed to go through the, you know, just go through those tours and just learn more.
1: No high school players don't come, you know, like major league baseball drafts pitchers or baseball players out of high school or college, and they don't put them in the major leagues first, you know, first week or first month or whatever. They go to Double A, then Triple A, and they come up. And yet, we expect every person that's good in college, that's a great player in college, to instantly go to the PGA tour, and.
2: Yeah, everybody wants
1: to yeah. Right? But it's like, but like, yeah. but that's just not how it happens. And I think people, it's like I listen to parents and I listen to people and you listen, you listen to people talk. It's like there's nothing wrong with it taking a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, I'm 48. Like everybody used to say, like nobody expected young people to come out and win. They always would say, oh, it's going to take them a while. Now it seems like everybody expects everybody to win when they come right out. And... I mean, I think that's just natural. I think that's part of the process. The Golf Channel calls me. It's like, hey, what have you been working on Robbie? I said, I don't know. Because we went to Key West in January. Yeah. It's where we kicked the year off, although now the tour's kind of messed up the schedule for it. To be completely fair, I mean, tour's kind of hurt us. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. It's always in the way. Yeah, Sony's in the way and I, I'd i like to actually start a petition if they're listening to this podcast to maybe move it two days back yeah that's all we need it's all we need right because traditionally Robbie and I start the year off in Key West and we went we played nine holes it was it was fairly competitive to be fair I got three shots um I still remember how I kind of six and seven I played really good and uh not to digress, but you on the ninth hole, so when the Golf Channel called me, you hold out from about 140 yards, from a bag 138, 140. Yeah, it was. To beat me. We were tied with my strokes.
2: Oh, you had a putt to tie it.
1: yeah. Yeah, but it was, I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't top it. I mean, you hold out. I, I mean, to be honest, I thought I wanted to make, I was going to make it. I didn't want to take it from you that way. With a way. But anyways, you hold out on the ninth hole at Key West Golf Club, where I'm now a member. And uh, we'll probably play the member guest. Um, but I felt like that's kind of what started your year off. But well, we joke. But like, so we work down there. And then traditionally, we kick the year off going to South Florida. We worked down in Ju- last three, four years. We've gone down to Jupiter and hung out. Lucas and the guys and Wilson and everybody we go down there and practice and play and we got a lot of work done and then you went off and you just played golf yeah I
2: mean and, I had a full schedule this year and, um,
1: and you played a ton of golf yeah. but like we didn't really work I didn't really see you to watch you hit balls where like I said anything of any consequence other than like hey you want to go grab dinner yeah <laughs> until <laughs> Vegas on the PGA Tour yeah and there I told you get your feet wider because right but, like, lots of people are like, oh, man, I mean, like, what's going on? You I'm like, dude, you're playing good golf. And we joked last night. I said, like, I called it a sabbatical. You're like, I was winning, <laughs> right? I was playing but, well, like, I but, but, like, but people worry about that. Like, and there's people that are neat. But, like, I think that's a great lesson. Like, if you're playing good golf and you shot, like, so Golf Channel says to me, like, What'd you, what are you talking about, Robbie? And I'm like, you just shot 63. What the hell am I going to tell you? or two, 62, sorry, I didn't mean to shortchange his shot.
3: Um, Just point him to the bank. Yeah. uh, Yeah, but you know what I'm saying though? Like, but
1: like we're talking about, like people want to know about instruction and stuff. That's why they listen to this because I have a
3: color figure. But
2: like Like you said, once you get on something and you stick to it for, you know, a couple months and.
3: um, Which is what you've always said about Robbie. Yeah. Right, like in college, you said like the best thing about him is you have a lesson, you have one or two things that you work on. He's you've the very seen best. Him in a month or two months, and he's still working.
1: From business. high school, his first lesson in high school. When I saw him, it was at Rock Creek. That's where dad, your dad brought you over to. Filmed him, and I showed him where he was at impact. Which you can't see this Hello in there, right? You can't see this, but he was shaft leaning backwards. Wasn't very good at impact, but he's still at the center of the face every time. And I remember rolling. I don't even remember who it was, but I put a side by side up. it was Bobby Bobby White ran him to impact he was a couple years older and I said look at the difference at impact and so we did a bunch of work of like hitting small shots this is where you want the shaft at impact versus where you are and how you turn to get there and from that point on though to all the way to now the very best quality about you from a teacher from my point and there's nobody I've ever seen that's better at it is that if we decide or you decide you're working on one thing, you could leave you for eight months and come back eight months later and you're still trying to do the exact same thing. And that's such not only is it a great lesson for a tour player, but anybody that shoots 90 that takes a lesson yeah. could learn from that because you don't go to the golf course and change what you're working on based on. Yeah. What you know. did that. You know what you need to do.
2: When I go to the course it's it's usually one maybe two things I'm working on and it's it stays that way for you know it takes a while to change something so um it stays that way for you know a month or two at least um you know just grinding on that one thing and once you get that right you can go to the next step. Um it's kind of a you know just a building block with your swing. Um you work on one thing at a time and um, it's pretty much impossible to work on six things at once or think about six things when you're standing out with the ball.
1: And you, and you, well, you've you obviously on tour, you see it like, and you know, we all know people, but there's so many people that work on something for a week or two and they don't strike it, they don't pure it, they don't make a cut, they don't win, whatever it is, and they think they're on the wrong thing and they assume that It's the wrong thing. And I think that's like the opposite of how it is. Sometimes I've always said, we always think, we always assume as humans that if we're trying to do it, we think we're doing it exactly right. And if it doesn't work out, we're going to be doing the wrong thing. But in reality, sometimes we think we're doing something where we're just not doing it as good as we need to, or as much as we need to. And I think that discipline that you have and the ability to work on that and the and I would use the word conviction, like when, you're, when you've decided you're gonna do something, I mean, shit, you just decide, you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why in the long run, I think you've gotten better every step of the way. And I think getting better every step of the way is also something that, I mean, it's one thing to be a great college player, come out and be a great pro, but your entire game's gotten better every step of the way.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree, I mean, my... Uh My whole game all around, you know, I hit I hit more fairways, now I hit more greens and um hit it longer. I hit it longer for sure. Um but yeah, like you said, I mean it's just gradually getting better and better and um that's the only thing you can hope for.
1: And so we're gonna talk a little bit so as you transition from college to pro, you know, you add pieces to the puzzle. So you've added people to your team. And so we'll start with, talk a little bit because I found this fascinating this week, we're at RSM, we're at the new condo, here on Wimbledon, new grill tonight, big purchase, still think you should have got the Traeger, Jackson. Um, so you and Hunter, Hunter's been working with you on wedge work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's You've guys done some stuff to control. talk about controlling distances and the importance of that. Cause whether it's a guy aspiring to be a tour player a guy that's the average golfer yeah. it's not something they pay enough attention to and talk a little bit about why you think, wh- why you decided to make it such a focus.
2: Yeah, just being you know, I had Hunter Stewart to my team he's helping me with wedge work and stats on the course and just course management all around and um, he you know, he came down to Birmingham and helped me out with the track band and just dialing in numbers with each club and Just getting my wedges more dialed in. I have three or four shots with each club, and I think it's just you know I'm more I don't know dedicated to you know to having those those numbers ingrained in my mind. And um, I used to not have that even in college. I'd I'd work on my wedges, but it was just sloppy, and um, it's a lot more structured now.
1: What was sloppy? What would you consider sloppy?
2: I'd just go out there and I'd work on different shots, but I never wrote them down or just had had that number, that 67-yard, 730, waist-to-waist number. Um, I didn't have that. Um, now it's, you know, I've got it set. I've got waist-to-waist shots, shorter, shorter shots, uh, full back foot draws, 730, chuck up at the shaft.
1: Um, What's a 730 chuck up at the shaft?
2: You choke all up at the shaft with a 60-degree and swing it to 730. Um, it's a little bit of a clock system, and... Um, but for me, it's I call it waste away, shorter, shorter, um, and full. But it's just different shots and different tools in my tool belt. Um, just trying to, you know, create more shots and not let it not be a guessing game out there on the course. Um, just having, you know, having those shots and, and being dialed in when Brad says, my caddy says, ninety yards. Um, it's into the wind, ninety yards. I, you know, the shorter, shorter, fifty-five degree. Uh, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just ingrained and it's not it's not a guessing game and it's a lot easier, a lot easier for me just to, you know, process that information.
3: Jackson. That was great. No, I-, I mean I think it's awesome to hear how like di- like you use the word dialed in, but like I think how specific it is with and having a system that applies yardages to using <laughs> Yardages to using mudges for every situation that he's going to come across on the golf course
2: yeah i mean there's so many different shots on the course that um you have to experience and you know into the wind off the left is just you know a harder shot for me i guess and you know you have to have that 50 degree you know the little punch waist to waste, to skip it back there to a back pin or something there's always that you know, that difficult shot that you need, and you don't want to be under pressure and have to hit that when you're guessing. Um, that's just, you know, in the back of my mind, it's nice to, you know, have that ease, I guess.
3: What's the next thing that you have to sharpen in your toolbox, right? Because, like, as far as your game, you're complete from T to Green. Well, you've had three top tens. What's it going to take? Yeah, you? I mean, what do you have yeah, to what, I mean, What's the next little improvement?
2: Yeah, just, uh, I don't know, just being a little more, a little more, yeah, just being more dedicated to my my process and being more specific about my week-in and week-out routine. Um, You know, I get a little away from my routine if, you know, I won't do the same thing on the putting green or won't chip as much or something. I need to set more of a routine for me and stick to it. Um, I'd say. Changes be, a lot week to week, and it needs to. Be right. a not
1: more. to be the teacher here, but I'm going to teach for a second. <laughs> but one thing I think that you and everybody can do better is I think you could pay a hair more attention to set up fundamentals, mm-hmm. ball position, shoulder, hip, forearm alignments, at address. Mm-hmm. Those things I think I mean yeah. not getting on your ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said it on the range today. But I think that those things, like because like a player always like, wow shit, I played good last week. Why does it feel different this week, right? Well, it feels different because the ball's not well. One, you're in a different part of the world. You've traveled, you've flown, you've stayed in my. Travel is a big
2: part of huge. Just riding a car for a few hours, or flying, or just whatever, you know, tweaks your body a little bit. Sleeping the wrong way tweaks your body. Staying in my estate. Yeah, staying in in this place. I mean,
1: palatial. You know, it's tough. But. But I think that being committed to to those setup fundamentals and there's people out there, you know, that put out there like that setup doesn't matter where you're aimed doesn't matter. But I think I think that being consistently aimed the same way, whether whatever it is you do and postured the same way is important. And I think that if you're not, then the club's gonna feel different going back. Club's gonna get in a different position going back. Um and i and I think but I, but I think that's a good lesson. I mean I th- that would be something like if you said to me like hey what do what do you need to do better coming out in January is like I think January you ought to be more diligent with your setup work when you practice. You do so awesome with like your fitness stuff, and we're going to talk about that in a minute And your wedge work. I think if you were just as diligent with your setup as you are with that. I'm actually teaching here on the podcast, but, like, I, I think that, like, you'd have the same, like, I think that stuff's just as important as the stuff you do with Thomas, you know, and with the wedges and stuff and everything, I, and Hunter, I really do.
3: Do you disagree with that, Jackson? No, I agree completely. Like, you talked about it yesterday or the day before, like, the wind on this range is always straight in. I and could it, not practice on that range and teach on that range. And every it day. Blows. I'd have everybody shoot a thousand on ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it blows wind on both those golf courses. Mm-hmm. So like ball positions creep back. I'd like to teach in the Astrodome. Tilt cycling.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? Like people start to get the ball back and they lean forward and they start to hit stuff kinda of trappy. hmm Right. Stands like gets narrow. Right. Like you just have tendencies in that in those situations. So I but think, for a good player, it does the same thing to everybody. That's right. And I think like having that base set up, like you're talking about, and it might even be important to just go to the range and hit 20 balls afterwards, and just get back to basics. It Doesn't matter what you hit
2: or what it does in there. 100
3: watch. It. You just get right back to it. Like I think find the center of the face with that setup and leave.
1: I think there's a reason that every teacher and every player likes that the second event of the year is Palm Springs because it's basically playing in a dome,
3: yep.
1: right? No wind, perfect turf, everything's flat. Hmm. Like, you know, and so I think, but I think that that's why everybody likes it because like you can get everybody's fundamentals set to start the year. I mean, that's why it's like, you know, it's always the first one I go to Taking you this year, Jackson. You just found that out yesterday. We're gonna stay at the La Quinta. I like that place. It's a fireplace in the room. Love walking around in the robe with the fireplace. <laughs> okay. Oh, You're staying
2: time yeah. yeah. That'd be nice to see
1: him in a robe <laughs> But uh be the first time. <laughs> but uh anyways, I think uh but so anyways, I'm, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent and teach here, but I think that like so if you said to me what would be our what would be a challenge and our goal for First part of 2020 would be to be more committed to that. Um, Jackson's taking a selfie here. I don't know why, but he's taking a selfie. This this air episode of the podcast is brought to you by Florida Connaught kind of Rum. Um, when you ventured out to play professional golf, did you? say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and add people to my team or have a team, or was it just something that just happened?
2: Honestly, it just happened. I uh, I moved to Birmingham after going to Alabama, and, uh, you know, I knew I needed a trainer, needed a fitness guy in Birmingham, and I reached out to a couple people and, you know, found someone that really clicked with what I do and what Tony teaches. And, um, I'm here, right here. You don't have to call Yeah, Thomas, <laughs> I mean, Thomas Twitty. Uh, it's... It's incredible what he does and what uh, what he does to my body and my weaknesses every week in and week out, and that helps me, you know, try to feel the same every week, I guess, um, if possible. But um, you know, didn't try to expand my team, but it it just kind of happened with him and Hunter. And um, I think it's good, though. You know, guys that I wanted to be around and wanted to surround myself with. But yeah, Thomas on the fitness side.
1: talk about that because it's yeah. been a big deal for you.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: I you've think... always of all the people, one of, the, of all the people I've taught um, I think Lucas is huge in the fitness side and like Colby's helped him a ton. But like you've really enjoyed mm-hmm. even in high school or college you enjoyed the workout stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean I think everybody's different and every every swing is different. Um, you can some people don't want it or don't need it but you know I like to be I like to be a little sore the day I play. Um, it's different for a lot of people, but you know, it's, it's something that makes me feel, feel what I'm doing
1: um, and- Talk about that. I Why think, do you like to be sore? That's something you know, that folks like to do. I about. just
2: like to be sore. I can feel how far I move, how, what's going on in my golf swing. The sensitivity side is
3: way higher. Um, just a little sore,
2: just a little I mean, sore you don't, you don't want to be where you, you can't so walk you can't walk, yeah, but if you're a little sore your your sensitivity is just so much higher, you know what part of your body's moving, you know mm-hmm. your core's activated, you know your you know your shoulders are turning, whatever um, that's something that's helped me, and um, you know that's what I've learned uh with Thomas is just you know trying to get that better and get my stability better, mobility better. Um, my body has never been, you know, my rotation, my pivot is is good, but it can always get better, and um, that's something I'm trying to improve week in and week out. And even when I'm home in Birmingham, I try to go see him and um, you know get the best out of week in and week out of of what he he has to offer.
1: Well, and I think it's important that like you have a you have a fitness and Thomas that the stuff he tells you is the same basic fundamentals you've tried to build in your golf swing
3: yeah.
1: in your career. Cause we've all been around. I mean, there's people I've seen where like they go to, they go to fitness people and it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with what they're doing in their golf swing or they're teaching in, the, in their instruction program. And it's a problem. Um, but I want to fast forward to something really entertaining, which is like, so it's coming up on the off season. This is the most golf you've ever played in your entire life. Last eighteen to twenty months.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Played thirty events in
1: a year. This is the first time. Yeah, and it'll probably be the last time hope, you ever played yeah. thirty events hope, in a year. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. Everybody thinks professional golf is glamorous. I've been to twenty-eight events this year. It's fantastic. Um, talk about talk about. I mean, like looking forward to off season. You got to be looking forward. I mean, you're going to get five weeks off. You got to be looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. Uh, we know where you're going to go.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm going to go hide in the woods for you know, a couple <laughs> a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> we won't get, hear out, from get you. out the bow and uh, you know just try to try to get after some whitetail. Um, I just enjoy that. I love getting away from golf and uh, you know kind of resetting my. my just my whole system, I guess. Just resetting it, and um, you know, once I'm away for a couple of weeks, and you know, it makes me want to get back and want to practice and want to grind again, uh, have something to work on, and um, you know, it's just it's it's gonna be nice. These next two weeks will be off, but after that, it'll be back to the grind before before Sony in January. Um, and it'll be a little different this year, you know, going to the going to the PJ tour and not having. Uh, you know, full status, I guess. Um, I'm going to have to be a little more dedicated and not spend...
1: You're in good shape after every this day, fall. Though. Every day in the woods. So You're in good yeah. shape after this fall, yeah, though. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, it's just a different schedule. I don't think people understand that, like, you get in a habit, like, college golf is yeah. obviously more golf than high school golf and junior golf. But, like, that step... And I told Andy Ogletree this, you know, mm-hmm. we talk, like I was like, you're getting ready to play the most golf in a stretch once you turn pro that you've ever played in your entire life. You're going to play a spring schedule, which as you remember from being a, your last year in college is well, super, super important. Yeah. And then he's going to have U.S. Open turn pro and all these starts. Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: he'll hate golf at the end of the year, I right? So, I mean, yeah. like, cause you play so much. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just think it's healthy. I, thought, I always thought one of the things cool about you, other than the fact that, like, during those 2 months stretch, you don't return calls when you disappear, like, in the woods. Because I'm not a hunter. So, until I started hanging out with, you know, I didn't realize that, like... It's a thing. like But, like, you really disappear. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, you get like, places where there's no service, and...
1: Um, I'll get a text. Sorry. Yeah, just... Been in the woods. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not our fault. It's just... uh I don't know. You just need that time off, I guess. And that's where I go back to reset. You looking forward
1: to it? Mm -hmm. I am, for sure. Jackson, some stuff to add? Yeah, that's
3: great. I think it's good. Like, you've talked about it before, about having a balance. Like, there's a bunch of people now that come out and it's just golf, golf, golf. And, like, kids don't play multiple sports or they don't have stuff outside of golf to kind of... Get them to refresh or hit the reset button. Yeah, I Thank I think you. And got it. I think like doing stuff like that, like being alone, I know that's weird, but like being alone and it's being good. on your own is very good.
2: Yeah. I mean, all the things I do golf, you got to be quiet, hunting, you got to be quiet, fishing, you got to be quiet. You're I'm not quiet. talking to anybody. And um, hey, how the whole time you're just thinking and just, you know.
1: How hard was it to travel and like playing golf where you're? dealing with being in a hotel all the time by yourself and so because that's different because I know mm-hmm. there's been people that we know that have like quit playing professional golf because they didn't like it basically yeah. like
2: I mean it's when you're on the road 30 weeks um it's you know sometimes it can get lonely unless you bring bring someone along but um they can get lonely for sure uh lonely and just you're you live out of a suitcase week in and week out and those those weeks you do have home you you don't take for granted. You, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you love being home and love being with your family. But, um, yeah, I mean, some people aren't fit for it. And, um, you just know, you, you have to, have to be kind of a, you know, a different bird, I guess.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> like I get, it's weird. I always, like this time of year, so this is the last event of the year for whether you teach, play, whatever, and I'm so ready to be home. Mm-hmm. And so Yvonne always is like, you know, I'm like, I'm always talking about, like, I text her tonight. I'm just ready to be home. She says the same thing. She's like, but by, like, the middle of December, oh, I'll be itching, ready to go back. Yep. I'm like, I'm so ready to go to South Florida with the group. And then I'm so ready for Palm Springs. It's weird, though. Like, at this time of year, all of us are like, I don't want to go on the road anymore. I'm That's ready for it. But, it. but isn't it funny, though, how we are?
2: Yeah, just human nature and... You know, two weeks, I think, is all you need is a you know, human. teacher or a human or whatever player. Two weeks, you can reset That's and really, um, you know, get
1: you Yeah, this get you going. It helps. Anything else you want to ask? No, Mr. Shelton good. here. This was, this was good. I think this was as good as the first version that I forgot to hit record on. So people listening. This one
2: might not be recorded either. We're just... <laughs> We're just winging
3: it. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really, 3.0 tomorrow night. 3.0. Coming at you.
1: <laughs> but it's been cool. Like for me, and I'm going to close this out by saying, like, ah, teaching tour players is fun. Watching somebody go from being 14 to playing the PGA Tour is the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do in my entire life. It's the coolest thing. And watching him go from you were kind of goofy to like you know i don't mean goofy in a bad way i mean right quiet right but going to where you are now as a person as an individual like i mean it's a cool deal it's a cool thing to be part of i mean it really is and i mean you know this i mean you know i'm incredibly proud of you and i mean it's been an awesome it's been an awesome thing to watch all right out. Hey, let's cheers. One last time.
4: 2.0 is out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to maybe you want to see him grab a lesson or go to one of his camps pick up his book lessons from the legends you can do that there if you want to see tony in action with some videos and other content head over to golfsciencelab.com tony to get more info there this episode was powered by the golf science lab and was edited mixed and produced by just hit Publish productions
1: there's one thing if you know about me if you listen if you've listened to the Dew sweepers you've come to see me listen to me talk is you know i'm big on loyalty that we give a hundred percent here at the Dew sweepers we put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players and the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and helped the dew sweepers uh Help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to thank give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are first and foremost Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shricks on Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors. Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at DewsweepersGolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the